0: the investigation into the classified documents case which uh, were kept of course by joe biden he's found the special counsels found that he did willfully retain them and he disclosed them but he's concluded that there is no need for any prosecution this is uh, one of the locations where these documents were found this is the Penn biden center in washington they date back of course to mr biden's time as vice president um gary o'donoghue um I can see a scenario here where Republicans will say, well, if he did willfully conceal these documents, why is he not being prosecuted for it?
1: Yeah, I mean, the argument the special counsel Robert Hur is making is that a jury uh, wouldn't convict. Uh, they wouldn't find that he tried to break the law beyond reasonable doubt. That uh, While they conclude that, there's, that, that it was willful and he disclosed national security secrets to a ghostwriter that, uh, that he wasn't, his intention wasn't to break the law. But, You see, that's the good news. The bad news about this report is that it is absolutely damning about Joe Biden's capacities, particularly his memory. I mean, let me just read you one short thing. It says Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury as he did to us during our interview with him as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. And they go on to detail various parts of the interviews that he undertook with them where he couldn't remember when he was vice president couldn't even remember the dates when his son died which of course is very very poignant for him this is some this is something the White House is is trying to clear up right now in a big way describing it as inappropriate they tried to have this material struck from the report. Uh, there's an appendix to it uh, from one of the special counsel lawyers they tried to have this material struck for him, but it's all been published. Uh, and this is in some ways much worse uh, for Joe Biden than it might have been because of these sort of uh, suggestions that his capacities, not just now but going back to t- 2017, are significantly diminished. This is something they're going to have mm-hmm. to work out a way of responding to in a, in a more structured way because it absolutely plays straight into the mm-hmm. hands of of his opponents. And in fact, Donald Trump's already said, if you're too senile to stand
0: trial, you're too senile to be president. Doug, hi, come in on that. Because uh, I was talking on the programme the other night about the traditional 60-minute interview that a president normally does ahead of the Super Bowl. And then also, um, the confusion. He's he's confused President Macron with President Mitterrand in recent days. um, Helmut Kohl with Angela Merkel. There is it would seem in public there is cognitive decline. And 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 when you look at the polling, it is reflected in the polling.
2: It's absolutely reflected in the polling. The uh, latest polling we see shows that about a quarter, only a quarter of voters feel that Joe Biden has the mental and physical uh, capacity to serve as president. So he's very lucky that he's running against Donald Trump, who's close to his age. Obviously, Trump has all kinds of problems, some of which we just talked about. Uh, but voters overwhelmingly feel, Republicans, Democrats, Independents, that this is somebody who's not at the top of their game. Um, and we're only seeing more and more of that, the incidents that you that you mentioned, the words in this report. And let's keep in mind, Christian, that Joe Biden is at an age where you age faster, and he's in a job where you age faster. So in nine months from now, Joe Biden isn't gonna be nine months older. He's gonna be 18 months older. Um, I think that's why we're seeing less of him uh, on the campaign trail. We're not going to see him do any kind of a robust campaigning um, strategy. And there are real questions of whether or not Biden, also questions about Trump, will be able to campaign, um, you know, or, or to have debates given this um, uh, mental capacity that both of them have. But Donald Trump, you know, whether you think he's malicious or not, he's a ball of energy. Joe Biden very clearly is not that. And this report lays that uh, very starkly bare.
0: I think he is just reacting to it. Actually, these are live pictures coming from Washington. Let's just dip in and see if we can pick a bit of it up
3: consented to a search of multiple locations, including his homes, and sat for a voluntary interview, and in other ways, cooperated with the investigation. That's the distinction, among others. bottom line is the special counsel, in my case, decided against moving forward with any charges. And this matter is now closed. I'll continue to do what I've always done, stay focused on my job like you do, my job of being president. That means going to work with all of you every single day I can. Thank you for being great partners. Just this week, House Democrats showed how united you are. You defeat a Mayorkas impeachment resolution.
0: So there he is just reacting to that. And and, and Nima Romani, who's still with us, former federal prosecutor, just uh, he's talking about the distinction and the way he behaved when these documents were, were found and comparing it to the way in which Donald Trump reacted. What is the difference from a legal standpoint?
3: Well, the two legal differences are, of course, Trump is a current president and he can't be prosecuted. But it's really his cooperation with the National Archives. Let's not forget... Donald Trump was asked very politely for more than a year to return the documents. And the archive said that if he did not do so, he would be reported to the Department of Justice, which is exactly what happened. And of course, when the Department of Justice issued a subpoena, Donald Trump didn't fully comply with it, requiring the execution of a search warrant. So it's really the compliance with the law that satisfies that willfulness requirement for Donald Trump, but not so much for President Biden.
0: Uh, Leslie, just a a quick word before we go to the break. Uh, On on Biden's initial response to that and the way this this document will be interpreted, more problems for Democrats?
4: Look, I think that the bottom line is exactly right, that there's been a decision made that ultimately this is a president who, when asked to turn over documents, did so very willingly, um, very respectfully of the law. And the scale of magnitude is simply not comparable between the number of documents the former president took that he then obstructed any effort to to uh, refuse to comply. Um, I think that you know, the, it's it's a it's a deep travesty that these two cases are being treated with any kind of equivalence. And quite frankly, to talk about a, a president who struggles to remember a date of his son's passing, a highly traumatic event is simply, you know, taking our eyes off the ball, of a president who quite frankly has delivered on any number of policies, most especially economic growth, bringing down the rate of inflation, creating jobs, putting America's economy in relative global terms in a tremendously strong place. So trying to you know mark these two cases as legally are practically equivalent, is, is simply abhorrent, frankly, to, to the reality of those two cases.
0: OK, uh, there's plenty more debate on that. I wish we could get into it, but we are up against the break. Um, Gary Donohue and Nima Armani, thank you very much indeed for coming on the programme. Around the world and across the UK, this is BBC News.